0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Daily Churn. This is episode three, and today we'll be focusing back on Square & Gusto. Now in episode one, I'd sort of mentioned a little bit about the use cases for why you'd want Square & Gusto, specifically for HM Bradley, but I think they're generally useful tools to have around if you do any kind of bank bonus churning. So let's dive right into some of the reasons why you would use Square & Gusto. First off, the obvious one is accounts that have very strict direct deposit requirements. So if you don't have access to a company that provides real payroll or social security or some other form of what they consider official payroll, then Square and Gusto comes in as a great substitute for that. And as we touched on with the HM Bradley episode, if you, even if you do have a real payroll provider, You sometimes may not have the ability to split your payroll, and if you're trying to meet a specific dollar amount, Square and Gusto will let you customize the amount that you send yourself. And because they are official payroll platforms, probably the best part of this, of using these two services, is when you have an issue and... Obviously, we all know the don't contact the bank, but there are exceptions to that, right? And if you're not actually doing anything in the gray zone or potentially shady, and this is where Square and Gusto kind of saves you there, is if you do have an issue with a payroll or a direct deposit not showing up, you can legitimately reach out to the bank and let them know that they should have classified your Square and Gusto payment as a proper direct deposit for whatever bonus you're trying to meet. When you try and do that with let's say you're using like an alliance or ally or Charles Schwab or something and hoping it triggers the bonus. If it doesn't ultimately trigger the bonus, you really have no ability to to then reach out and demand it because you know you clearly use the workaround. Square and gusto automatically, I guess, legitimizes what you're doing. And that's why it's also probably better, if you can, not to just be transferring or depositing a dollar payroll on Square Augusto because that sort of delegitimizes it a little bit. So try and shoot for something where if you were in the scenario where you had to reach out to somebody, having like a $100 square payroll deposit, you can totally come up with a, a believable story why you were paid $100 in it. And it looks real to the person reviewing it. And that leads to the second reason why they are useful tools to have in your churning tool belt because with Banks that have bonuses that post slowly, Uh, one that comes to mind is Thrivent Bank, which if you're not familiar with is a Christian credit union and the comments on DOC about it are actually pretty funny because they do make you verify uh, that you are Christian in order to sign up. But their bonus doesn't post until 90 days after. So you have 90 days to meet the requirements. And then at the end of the 90 days, a few weeks after that is when your bonus will post. And so if you are trying to use a another bank and hoping that it will go through as a direct deposit because you read some data points a while back and you're hoping that, let's say, a Charles Schwab works, The problem is that you have to wait the full 90 days. There's no instant feedback. There's no quick feedback. And so if it doesn't work, you're going to be out of the bonus because you've already missed the bonus period for which to put in the direct deposit. And so with banks that don't give you any kind of instantaneous feedback, you want to be sure you're using a direct deposit that's actually for sure going to qualify you. And so Square & Gusto, even if Thrivent is not automatically classifying Square and Gusto as an employer direct deposit, you are now at the end of the 90 days able to actually then reach out and let them know that, hey, look, uh, I use Square and Gusto. These are real payroll providers. I used it for my, my own business or someone paid me using those services. And you can actually argue your point and get the bonus posted. With any other types of direct deposit that aren't real payroll, you are taking a risk. Now, obviously, this is less of an issue with banks where the bonus posts a few days after the dark deposit posts. And so if you transfer from Alliance, you know from previous data points that it usually posts within a few days. So a week later, you don't see a bonus, you'll know that Alliant is no longer working and you can try something else, right? So with those banks, it's less necessary. But for the banks that are slower with their bonuses, this is a less risky way, a basically risk-free way of ensuring that you actually get your bonus at the end of the day. Similarly, with banks that don't have a lot of data points, so some of these more regional credit unions or it's just a newer bank and there's not a lot of comments, there's not much feedback for you to know whether or not some of your other banks would trigger the dark deposit, you may not want to spend the amount of time it would take for you to then try multiple banks and figure it out. For example, I was trying to get the signup bonus for SoFi, and SoFi turns out to be very strict as to what they classify as a dark deposit. And even though there's a lot of comments on DOC, it wasn't conclusive. And so I was trying Chase U invest I tried HM Bradley, I think I even tried like a Wells Fargo and an Ally, and none of those worked. And each time you try one of those accounts, you're... For the most part, I think most people just go into, let's say you go into Chase and you set up your SoFi account, Chase then sends trial deposits to SoFi and that takes two to three days and then you verify and then you use Chase to transfer money into SoFi which takes another two or three days and that doesn't work. So now you go and try Alliance and you repeat the same process for Alliance. And in the case of SoFi, I went through that process like four times over the course of two, three weeks. And that's a lot of effort and none of them actually ended up working. So in the end, I just used Square. And lo and behold, two days later, it showed up in my SoFi account and it was classified as a direct deposit and I got the bonus. So there's definitely just time savings associated with not having to do this trial and error, especially with banks that don't have a lot of data points. Now, the nice part with both Square and Gusto is that they charge you not by how many direct deposits you push out, but by how many contractors you actually pay in a given month. So if you only set yourself up as the one contractor and you pay yourself 20 times during that month, you're paying that one flat dollar, $5 for that single contractor. And I'll go into the costs and the ways of minimizing those in a little bit, but I wanted to just first off shorten the sentence of Square and Gusto by just saying that you should only use Square, not Gusto. I've actually used Gusto before to pay employees and Gusto is truly amazing on that front. If you actually are looking for a payroll provider to do real payroll services, they are really top-notch. Their tax filings, their identification, what tax forms to file, when it's due, automatically sending those out for you, all first class. But today I was trying to set up a new account just to see if there's a way to turn off some of these automated features that usually you want in a payroll provider, but for the purposes of this, you definitely don't. And it was pretty much roadblock after roadblock. They essentially have like a nine-step setup process. And one of the first steps is they want your employee ID number, the one that the IRS issues to you. And putting in your social security number as a sole proprietor doesn't even work. They actually do validate that you're putting in a real EIN. Now, I'm not sure if They're checking against some kind of a database or it's just a format thing where you can just sort of put a fake EIN, you know, like Google an EIN sample and and put that in instead. But they do have that check, whereas Square does not. Then once you're past that step, they have these two forms that they want you to actually sign, one of which is being sent to the IRS that authorizes Gusto to be your official payroll provider. And that basically just lets them submit forms on your behalf, et cetera. I think it's form 865, as well as another form that authorizes dark deposits. And both of those, before you can even do anything in, in your main Gusto account, they want those forms signed and sent back. So I didn't really want to go any further with my new fake Gusto account, but I went back into on my old Gusto account that I use for real business just to review the tax forms that they're filing. And yeah, they were sending out the 941s automatically for California. They were sending out the DE, I believe DE9s to EDD. They were doing the annual W-2s and 1099 filings on your behalf. And just looking at those forms, there was no clear way of actually turning any of those off. They were just being sent. You don't even have to pay for them to send those. They were just literally being sent automatically every quarter or annually. All of those things put together make Gusto just a terrible choice for the purposes of being able to pay yourself as a contractor. Now, Square, on the other hand, is a night and day difference on that front. If you were looking to use Square as an actual payroll provider, Terrible choice. But if you are wanting to sign up for the purposes of meeting bank account bonuses, absolutely great. So as I sort of mentioned earlier, there's no validation on the employee ID number. You can just type in your social security number. Then you're able to access essentially all of the features without having to provide any of these forms or finish like a nine-step sign-up process. You sort of just get access immediately. And because you're only paying contractors, Squared doesn't actually file any forms automatically for you. And specifically, there's one form I think recently they've started requiring for contractors, which is a 1099 NEC. I think previously, contractors, you didn't even have to file anything for contractors if they if you paid them less than $600. I think nowadays you do. But Square conveniently gives you a checkbox that essentially says, do you want us to automatically file this 1099 NEC form for you? And you just don't check that box. And so nothing gets filed. Now I've been using Square for this for about six months now, and you can see the tax form history. And I can confirm that no forms have gone out on Square's end. So diving into Square, there's a couple things you can do to minimize your costs. One of those is the fact that they only charge $5 per month per contractor, not how many times you pay out dark deposits to that contractor. The exception to that, and it's a good exception, which is if you don't pay that contractor anything that month, you don't have to pay Square anything at all. It's not a $5 recurring monthly fee, it's a pay-per-use fee. So there's a couple ways you can make that work for you. One is if you are just in P1 mode, just by yourself, and you know you're hitting a lot of bank bonuses that require dark deposits that month, you can sort of bundle them up into that month instead of spreading it out across multiple months. That way you're only paying that $5. If you're in P1, P2 mode, what you could do is I would set that up in Square as a contractor with my name and put my HM Bradley bank account details as the payee details and I'll pay myself. Then once that payment goes through, I'll just update the payee details from my HM Bradley account to my wife's HM Bradley account and pay myself again. So same contractor, you're only paying the same $5, but it's going into two different accounts to help meet two different requirements. There's also another little trick that I think I would just caution to maybe not overuse this, which is specifically with H.M. Bradley, H.M. Bradley just wants to see that you're having employer payroll. So unlike some other banks that want, let's say $2,000 of direct deposit, H.M. Bradley just wants to see that you are receiving direct deposit at all. So with Square, what happens is when you update your business's bank account, because remember when you pay yourself, the money is coming out of a, a bank account, right? And so there's a separate area in Square where you can update which bank account it's coming from. And specifically for the bank where it's pulling the money from, when you change that bank account, Square will send trial deposits into the new bank account that you add, This doesn't happen for the contractors for some reason. Like when you add a contractor and then you put in their bank account details, there's no trial deposits happening. It just assumes you got it correctly and sends it out. But for some reason, for the bank where you're withdrawing from, anytime you change it, Square will send trial deposits. The way you can make that work in your favor if you are trying to avoid the $5 fee is you can just change the bank where it's pulling money from Your HM Bradley account, then Square sends those trial deposits into your HM Bradley account, which HM Bradley will treat as your dark deposit for the month. Then you can change that again in Square to now, let's say, P2's HM Bradley account, and Square will send trial deposits and you'll meet the HM Bradley requirements that way. The reason I sort of caution against this is it does take away from some of the legitimacy, I guess, of using a square and gusto. For example, with HM Bradley, they actually just pushed an update onto their site where now you can see they have a little check mark to show you which transactions met the dark deposit requirements for the month. And as part of that update, they've actually, I think, gone in and reviewed what kind of things that maybe they shouldn't be whitelisting. So in episode one, I talked about how Chase U Invest works well, as of this update, Chase U Invest no longer works. So my Chase LLC deposits that I've been sending, I sent it on, I think, the 2nd of July. And as of today, they have not been given the checkmark. And I'd imagine these trial deposits are still working. But the problem is if they, at some point, decide to not let it work, all it would take on their end is just to be like, hey deposits that are under a dollar. So trial deposits are usually in the one cent to 99 cent range, right? So deposits under a dollar, we'll just ignore. If that happens and you are depending on that to meet the requirements for the whole quarter. And so you end up missing a month and then you miss your 3% for the following quarter. That's pretty devastating, right? When you could have just paid the $5 to square for the month and sent yourself, let's say a hundred dollars which you could easily, if anything were to go wrong, easily argue with them and and justify why this was a real dark deposit. But, you know, the options there, it's useful in a pinch. Like Square, when they send their actual payroll, for whatever reason, it's always like arrives four to five days after you schedule it, depending on whether or not you hit a weekend. Whereas trial deposits tend to arrive in like two or three days. So if you're just crunched for time, it's not a bad option, you know, and just use it on a limited emergency kind of a basis. All right, guys, that's it for this episode on Square and Gusto or more specifically why you should use Square. But... Let me know if there are any suggestions for future ones. I'm thinking it might be about Swagbucks next because it's been a bit of a pain in my ass for the last few weeks and I know people are sometimes curious about it because DOC often has articles on Swagbucks. But yeah, I appreciate the comments so far. It's definitely helping motivate me to make more of these and yeah, I'd love to to hear what you liked and what you didn't. Thanks guys, I will talk to you next week.